Hey, you know, when I started this podcast, I had so many questions, so many questions. How I get this off the ground? Who's going to be listening to this? Who are the people that I'm going to connect with? Man, I just start scratching my head. And there was a lot of podcasters around that, you know, offered they would do this and they would do that. But it was always with a price tag. What if I introduce this to you? Something that is 100% free with ridiculous ways of how easy it is to just press a button, say a few words, bam. You say it, click it, hit the next button, add some music to it, you're live. People hearing you all over the world. They got places that you wouldn't even think they would reach out and they do this for free. Hey, let me hit you with something else. If you think that's good, 100% free, what if I told you you can make a little money? What if I told you that there's a way that they set you up with sponsors? Yes, that's what I say, sponsors that pay you that they can advertise their stuff on your podcast. They do that for you. Let, 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 let me just break this down to you. Right now, I'm getting paid for you listening to me read this to you. That's right. I'm reading it right to you. And as you're listening, ching, 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 I'm getting some money. Hey, join me on Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R. Download it, baby. Or just go ahead to Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Did I say dot? Yes, I did. Dot F-M. Do it. As you have seen, I've changed the name from Morning Tea to Feeding the Thought. I thought it was more appropriate. I thought it was something that would go across a little better than just picking up a, say, uh, a statement that may run across only in the morning time. I believe that what my thoughts are will rest and rule all throughout the day. So anyway, with that being said, Morning Thoughts is a form created to share one's thoughts and views to provide thought for provocative conversation to assist one in making the necessary adjustments as they cope with life challenges. By no means does this podcast attempt to persuade you to see things as I do, just as an opportunity to look at things from another, from a different perspective. With that being said, let's prepare our minds and thoughts to talk about don't abort the process. Don't abort the process. What does that mean? I believe that in life, there is a process to everything that we do. For example, you can't reach a certain age unless you go through the age before. For example, you cannot get to 18 if you didn't be 16 or 15 or 14 or 13 and etc. In the process of going from one age to another, you learn how to adapt to different things. And those different things or these things that you adapt to created who you are. If you look at from an infant, until the toddler stage, you see that they learn how to trust and depend on people. And as they got from the toddler up to the next stage in their life, you start seeing them becoming independent. By the time they get to grade school level, they start um, addressing or identifying their characteristics. You start seeing their identity. You start seeing who they are. But it took a process. They didn't just get there overnight. It may not be as big as a process that I'm going to be talking about later, but there are processes in everything that we do. But as we get to adulthood, we believe that some processes need to be maybe skipped or it doesn't take all that to go through. We can go around this way or go around this shortcuts and all that things that we come up to try to make uh, things get done quicker. I don't know why we are in such a hurry, but I figured this. The majority of the people 
want to abort the process because they feel that they have found a quicker way to get things done. And in some cases, that's okay. But when it comes to life, maybe we need to slow down and look at our current processes that we have in place. What is your process that you have when it comes to you being successful in your academics or in your uh, career goal or just in life itself? Being a great parent, being a great leader. There's a process. You just didn't wake up overnight when you had a kid and became the best parent in the world. You all that have kids know that you struggle in certain areas with that. There are things you're still learning and you have your kids 10, 15, some of them are teenagers now. And you know that there is something that you're trying to understand on how and why they do the things that you do. So you reflect back when you were that age. In some cases, you're able to fix the problem because you know what you went through and you know how you reacted to the certain situation that your kids are going through. But had you not went through the process of learning and maturing in those different things, you might not be able to assist them in the manner that you do. You didn't worry about the process when you were a kid, but it seemed like when you get to adult, you start to, you know, separate yourself from them. What are the events that you think that you face on a regular basis that maybe you may be aborting the process too? Meaning like becoming microwavable people, everything done quick and hurry or instantaneously. You know, like when you pick up a pen and paper, you all that still write. You know that it takes a little while to write a sentence down on a piece of paper. You put your thoughts together and you begin to write. You start going. Sometimes you fill up the whole page and sometimes you don't. But none of us want to do that anymore because we figure we can get on the computer. We can hit a couple bars, a couple keys. And next thing we got whatever we did. And then we hit a print and then it looks professional, looks all nice. But some of y'all penmanship are better than any printed material that you can get from the computer. But because it takes time for you to slow down your handwriting and make sure that every T is crossed and every uh, I is dotted, you don't want to go through that anymore. You want to hurry up and get it. You remember when we used to have scriptural writing, you know, writing in cursive, and we used to flow through that and we used to, you know, be amazed by how we can make an S look so fancy and the Zs and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When the last time you picked up a pencil and tried to write in that manner? Nine times out of 10, we just... We're trying to figure some shorthand writing or just to jot a few notes down or whatever, just to hurry up and get it done. But have you realized in some cases when you do things in a hurry and you're writing so fast that you can't even understand what you're writing? I think that when whoever created writing uh, with the pen and the paper, they thought of that as a process to to teach us how to learn the fundamentals of slowing down to make sure that we are able to write in a certain manner where other people can read it. But nowadays, with nowadays technology, that's not a problem anymore because we want to say, hey, get on the computer, send me an email, flash this out. We're losing the very skills that we learn when we learn to write. Well, maybe to you, that's not a process. Maybe the process is now that I never could write well. So when they came up with the computer and I can type it, I can email, I can get things done. I can move over to other things. Maybe we so programmed that we want to hurry up and multitask so many different things and put things to the back burner, put this forward, put this there. We're just running out of control. And you know, it's most of us that are like that, we burn out quick. You ever notice that those people that are always on the go, ripping and running, whatever, they never have time to stop and enjoy a, a, a good drink of coffee or tea because they're always ripping and running. They give you the short end of the stick. Most time you look at the stress level, it's extremely high. Sometimes the best process is learning how to say no or learning how to slow down. You ever notice those are people that's always in a hurry, they always give you half effort. I mean, they, they so fast to trying to do stuff, they never complete the assignment or they give you something that had they took five or six more minutes on it, it'd have been a better product. 
I mean, sometimes we are such a hurry trying to do something that we forget who we are in the process. In the process. Hmm. In the moment. We got to learn how to govern ourselves to, to slow down and maybe be more creative. Maybe more be thought provoking. Maybe to be a better leader. Maybe to be a better mom. I think the reason why we abort so many processes because processes takes time and we are not in control of how that process is going to go through. We know that at the end of the day, if we were a painter, we want to have the painted the paint, painted picture finished. But going through the stills of drawing and finding the right colors and getting the image just right, some of us don't have the patience for that. When we can go and just print it off on a computer and just color it in, that's quicker than being creative and and painting the the first form of Mona Lisa. Now we don't want to paint Mona Lisa. We want to go to the computer, get a copy of it, print it off and just color it, follow the dots or whatever. That's the fastest way because we know we'll be finished within an hour. But had we painted, it, it may take three or four hours. But yet you complain because you're not able to to get the, the, the product that you look because it looks like when it's finished, like somebody took a pen and a, and a crayons and colored the picture where if you paint it, it might be a whole different view. Aren't we supposed to be trying to put our best foot forward in all that we do? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. I was thinking, what if I was trying to teach this to somebody about the process? What would be some of the things that I would point out? So I said, hmm, let's plan strategically how we can teach somebody how to not abort the process. Maybe by the first thing we should do is create a plan, create a plan to stop you or slow you down enough to start gathering enough information about yourself and that you can reflect and evaluate yourself. That maybe you'll start seeing some of the pitfalls of your mistakes before you make them. You know, the previous ones, you know, because you was always ripping and running. You might have missed out on something. So maybe if you learn to plan, that's going to slow you down just a little bit for you to then revisit the plan that you create. Meaning that you're always looking back and seeing that could you have done this a different way? Could you have done this a better way? But in that time, you're slowing down and you're letting your mind work with you and not against you. Your body's slowing down, you're able to breathe, and you're starting to say, hey, you know what? I'm putting too much on my plate at one time. This is not the process that I envisioned for me to complete this assignment. I envisioned that I could do this, 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 and this, but I strategize, I organize, and I put time frames to each one of those things. Therefore, I'm not aborting the process. Understanding that, then you learn to understand your plan. You learn how to execute your plan, and then you begin to believe in your plan. I'm just saying for a few minutes, maybe that's all we need to do is learn how to vision the plan and make the plan work for us. I don't know. That's a passing thought. With that being said, I want you to thank you. I want to thank you for sharing the most valuable time with me. We pray that this session has provoked a thought and opened your eyes to an ideal which stimulates the mind to take action. You are one of unlimited possibilities. Take advantage of this opportunity to create a better you. And have a great one.